Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Movie Nights Roundtable. Uh, another virtual episode. Sorry about that. The AC is currently broken in the studio, but hopefully we will get that fixed for you soon. Uh, we have a very fun episode today, don't we, Nicholas? We do indeed. Uh, with the Oscar nominations recently being announced, we thought it would be fun to kind of dive in and talk about our favorite oscar snubs and for the purposes of this video we only mean snubs in terms of nominations things that somehow did not receive an oscar nomination the year that it came out in a specific category so um without further ado i say we're ready to just dive right into this i think so too yeah i mean it's definitely a topic of conversation with all the talk about uh barbie lately correct yeah oh so yes it'll be it'll be a fun video to dive into Absolutely, absolutely. And Nicholas, I'm going to give you the privilege of going first. All right. First up, I'm going to start with a uh, nomination for Best Actor that I feel was snubbed, and that is um, Adam Sandler for Uncut Jams. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, I think that it was one, an insane movie. I think I've is the only time I've ever had like a full-on panic attack watching <laughs> a film. Yeah. Um, but I think that in terms of Adam Sandler's performance, you know, every couple of years he has to remind us that he's next. Um, <laughs> but that was the first, like, it was to me a transformative performance mm -hmm. from him. I think watching it the entire time, you know, sometimes even when Adam Sandler does sort of his drama stuff, you kind of are still like, that's Adam Sandler. Like watching this one, like that thought just never crossed my mind. Yeah. And I think just that ability and just him showing that he had so that showcase of his talent, I thought was overlooked that year. Listen, I, I fully agree with you. And, it, and the thing about 2019, what a fucking year for movies that was. We've said that many a time. Yeah, and like, and we we mean it though. Like, we're we fully fully mean it because here were the other nominees that year for um, best actor in a leading role: uh, Joaquin Phoenix for Joker, who went on to win; Antonio Banderas for Pain and Glory; Leonardo DiCaprio for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood; Adam Driver for Marriage Story; and Jonathan Price for The Two Popes. So, Listen, tight I fucking did not year. see. I did not see The Two Popes, and mm -hmm. I did not see um, what was the other. Uh, Pain and Glory. Pain and Glory with Antonio Banderas. Um, I think the other three are very solid performances as well. I would I would almost, if I had to, to knock one off of the ones that I've seen, because I don't want to do that, I haven't seen it yeah. kind of thing, I, mm -hmm. I, I, would, I think I would consider knocking out Adam Driver. Okay. Personally. Okay. Uh, I, that's a great movie and a great performance. Um. But I also feel like a lot of that performance is like the one scene. Yeah, the big argument is really the big argument is really where both of them kind of, you know, beside that, I think they both get very nuanced and subtle performances. But I think that just, I don't know, something about Adam Sandler's performance, man, it just, it worked for me. Yeah, no, listen, I, I fully hear you. I fully hear you. And I'm going to use that to transition into my first one I'm going to talk about. Yeah, uh, because it also involves a 2019 film getting overlooked at the Academy Awards because of how insane that year was. And uh, that movie is The Farewell. And the mm -hmm. reward that I'm referring to is everything. 
it got zero Oscar nominations. And that is crazy. Uh, yeah. There are there are so many things that could have been nominated for. It could have been nominated for Best Director for Lulu Wang. It could have been nominated for Best Actress for Aquafina. She's fucking phenomenal in it. Best Supporting Actress for the Grandmother in that film. Uh, Best Costume Design, Cinematography. Screenplay. Screenplay. There's so much that that film could have done like or got gotten in for yeah. and it's it's insane it's insane to me now actress would have been a tight race because the nominees that year were renee zellweger for judy cynthia arrivio for harriet scarlett johansson for marriage story saoirse ronan for little women and charlie Theron for bombshell tight race me i would have taken out charlie Theron. i thought she was great in bombshell i'm not taking anything away from mm-hmm. that performance but i i would have snuck an aquafina there and for best director um, it's also incredibly tight because you had Bong Joon-ho for Parasite, Martin Scorsese for The Irishman, Todd Phillips for Joker, Sam Mendes for 1917, and Quentin Tarantino for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, as much as I love the Joker film, I could have taken out Todd Phillips here. And honestly, The Irishman could have gone as well just because I love Martin Scorsese. He's arguably the greatest filmmaker of all time, but The Irishman just mm-hmm. wasn't it for me. So I yeah. I honestly feel like it could have gone into that category. Um I think this movie is fantastic. Let me let me quickly look at cinematography too. Let me see how tight yeah. that would have been. I recently, well, I I just watched the farewell um, this past year, um, and it was incredible. And then finding out that it got nothing was just insane to me. Yeah, wild, wild stuff. Uh, cinematography, nineteen seventeen, The Irishman, Joker, The Lighthouse, Once Upon a Time. All right, that's tough. I also probably would have taken out The Irishman though. Mm-hmm. God, I'm just reading this list of movies. <laughs> what a fucking year. I, we keep saying that, but like... My 2019 God. was wild. <laughs> it's so crazy. <laughs> um, But yeah. um, Yeah, so that's my uh, my first choice is The Farewell getting nominated for Actually Nothing is crazy. Uh, what's the next one on your list? Uh, next one, I have one for a Supporting Actor, and that mm-hmm. is uh, Samuel L. Jackson for Django Unchained. Ooh. Yes. So so Samuel L. Jackson um has only been nominated for an Oscar once, which is an insane sentence, is for lead for Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. Um I think that Django Unchained that year, if I'm not mistaken, was nominated for quite a few different things. It was. Um, you know, and talk about a movie with excellent performances one from jamie fox two from christoph waltz uh i'll even give some credit to dicaprio mm-hmm. um but when you you watch samuel L. jackson's character and playing this this slave who really is sort of a mastermind behind the scenes at work on a lot of it you know he he knows how to play the system there and just the humor the jokes all land with him he's very funny in the movie but also this the humor sort of undercuts not undercuts isn't the right word it's sort of masking sort of the drama the tragedy the pain of the character behind it and i think that i would say it's probably samuel jackson's best performance in a quentin tarantino movie Okay. And maybe one of his best just across the board, if you ask me. Yeah. 
And that year, um, I'm looking at mm -hmm. the nominees for Best Supporting Actor. They were Christoph Waltz for the same movie, who went on to win the award. Alan yep. Arkin for Argo. Robert De Niro for Silver Linings Playbook. Philip Seymour Hoffman for The Master. And Tommy Lee Jones for Lincoln. Who who you who you swapping out? Ooh. <laughs> That's a tough Honestly, one. Honestly, that, that, is, that is a tough one. Um, I would probably swap out what was the third one you said robert de niro for silver linings playbook yeah okay okay and I mean, uh, it's a solid performance but i just uh -huh. that one feels very much like uh robert de niro was in a movie this year yeah listen uh, i i might have taken out tommy lee jones but mm -hmm. he was also really good in Lincoln, so it's tough to it's kind of tough to uh, to go off of. Yeah. But yeah, so um, I'm gonna dude. These are these are this was not planned. These are transitioning perfectly because my next <laughs> film is also a Samuel L. Jackson performance in a Ooh. Quentin Tarantino movie, <laughs> and it's for the Hateful Eight. Um, okay. While you, while I think Samuel Jackson is great in Django Unchained, other than his performance in Pulp Fiction, Hateful Eight is my favorite performance of his in a Tarantino film. And uh, Hateful Eight widely went underlooked at at the Academy Awards. Uh, it's to me, it's a very underrated film. I I love it. And uh, here were the nominees that were nominated that year for Best Supporting Actor. Uh, Mark Rylance for Ridge of Surprise, who went on to win. Christian Bale for The Big Short. Tom Hardy for The Revenant. Mark Ruffalo for Spotlight. And Sylvester Stallone for Creed. This cat, this whole year, yeah, it's a tough year. But this whole year at the Oscars was the <laughs> Oscar So White campaign when it started. And one of the performances or one of the nominees that were pointed at as a, hey, there's a clear prejudice here, was Samuel L. Jackson for The Hateful Eight. And uh, honestly, to me, Ryan Coogler for Creed should have got it for director. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. He directed the hell out of that movie. But mm -hmm. um, Samuel Jackson's performance, incredible in this film. And um, who would I remove? Am I insane if I say the winner, Mark Rylance? Maybe. Um, maybe, <laughs> maybe Mark Ruffalo for Spotlight. I think he's great in that film, but I think there's only one clip that's Oscar worthy. And yes, his nuances are great and everything. He's a great actor, but I think Samuel L. Jackson overtakes a, a couple people in this category. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I think, you know, this led to a change of the Academy, um, expanding its membership, diversifying. And I think the Academy is the best it's been in a long time. I think the first year that that change really took effect was at the 2020 Oscars when Parasite won. And so okay. now you're seeing a lot of international love in the Academy. You're seeing a lot of different types of movies being nominated, which I'm a big yeah. fan of. And it all came down to, you could argue this nomination. So yeah, that's my, that's my next pick. That, that is, that is fair. I think what we can both agree on here is it's insane that Sam Jackson's only been nominated once. A hundred percent. It's insane. That's a crazy, I didn't know that until you said it. That's insane to yeah. me. Just, just Pulp Fiction. Yeah, that's crazy. Listen, Jeff Pulp Fiction. I mean, it's a great performance, but yeah, but like, you know. it's crazy that that's it. Yeah. Um, All right. What you got for us next, here? dude? Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, one I have up next is one that was not nominated for Best Picture, and I think it should have been, and that is 
Stanley Kubrick's 2001 A Space Odyssey. <laughs> Fuck, yeah, you, you could probably say that that should have been nominated. <laughs> you, you know, just one of the most uh, recognizable uh, uh, movies in the world from so what some would say is one of the best to ever do it as well. Yeah, just a little um, bit. I don't, I don't know what else came out that year. Uh, D- don't worry, I'm on that. It, it, and if I have seen what's come out that year, but it's insane to me from just the technical standpoint, the filmmaking standpoint, that that did not get a best picture. Because if I remember correctly, hold on. Let me fact check myself here. Yes, it won Best VFX. Kubrick was nominated for director, and it was nominated for writing and set direction, art direction, which I think now is production design. Mm-hmm. Um, but no Best Picture. Yeah, uh, the nominees that year were Oliver. I say that because there's an exclamation point at the end. Uh, Funny Girl. The Lion in Winter, Rachel, Rachel, and Romeo and Juliet. Um, so this I'll be was honest, back when they only had five. Correct. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I don't know what you could take out, because I'll be honest, this is a shame of me. I don't think I've seen any of these films. I may have watched Oliver when I was, like, a long time ago, but I don't remember anything about it. Um, well, even, even having not watched them, just having not heard of... Well, I've heard of Funny Girl, and yeah. I have heard of Oliver, but just like it's 2001 a space odyssey yeah, like, like the, everyone the, has the, the impact that that movie has had over time is now just a lot of these are more recent so i we can speak to contextually and conversationally mm-hmm. you know maybe 2001 just no one saw it and it wasn't a, you know it's but it's insane now looking back and i have another one that's sort of a retrospective as well mm-hmm. um down the line but yeah that was just a, a very interesting shock to me yeah, no, I mean, I, I honestly didn't realize that until you brought it up, like, when we mm-hmm. had initially had this conversation, and it's wild. Yeah. It's wild to me. And uh, since you did a throwback, I'll do a throwback of my own. Yeah. Um. Steven Spielberg, maybe you've heard of him, uh, was not nominated for Best Director on Jaws. Mm-hmm. And listen, this is obviously a personal one to me. Jaws is my all-time favorite movie ever. And there's an amazing video. If you guys have not seen it, please seek it out. There's actually footage of Steven Spielberg as a young man watching the Academy Award nominations. He doesn't get nominated, and he's fucking pissed. And it's so <laughs> funny. It's well, so. It was nominated for Best Picture, right? It was. And this was back when... I think Jaws was back when they only had five Correct. best pictures. So I think his argument was just, it gets nominated for best picture, but get best director. Like, how does that? Because you would think that the five would go yeah. in pairs, because typically I would say out of the 10 best pictures now, usually all the best directors are from five of those 10. Uh-huh. Yeah. More often than not, I should say. Yeah. And... The nominees that year were Milos Forman for One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, uh, Federico Fellini for AmeriCord, Stanley Kubrick for Barry Lyndon, uh, Sidney Lumet for Dog Day Afternoon, and Robert Altman for Nashville. It's a fucking solid lineup. I can't, I can't deny that. <laughs> I feel like that that 
I think that's a valid one. Yeah, it's tough. It's that's very a tough. Valid list. Yeah, I maybe I would take who... out Robert Altman for Nashville, but that's not a knock on that movie. It's very good. Um, but uh, it's yeah, it's just one of those one of those things well, that thing I find is, fascinating. Dude, that, those were all. There's probably might be a little bias there. Those are all direct, like those are some big names in there, and this is. Little Spielberg coming out of the woodwork with yeah his uh, his second uh, feature film exactly you know like it's it's insane yeah yeah it's it's wild to me uh but yeah so I thought that was a fun one if you haven't watched that video of him watching and him seeing him not getting nominated please please watch it he says something it's one of my favorite quotes of all time and people have actually gone back to it with the Barbie one yeah for Greta Gerwig and he says this. I'm not making this up. I'm slightly paraphrasing, but it's practically word for word. He says, people love a winner, but they don't love a winner, if you know what I mean. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, it's I so like good. Tea. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> he goes, please get him coffee, yeah. except for me, I would like some tea. No, but uh, uh, yeah, so I thought that was an interesting one. Uh, what do you got for us next? Next, I have a lead actress one, and that is Amy Adams for Arrival. Ooh, that was a tough year, Arrival, too. Arrival is a fantastic movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, even more so by its one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight Oscar nominations. Mm-hmm. It did win for sound editing. Uh, but Amy Adams took lead on that movie and she gives a fantastic performance in it. It is not showy. It's not big. You know, like, I can't think of what the Oscar clip would be necessarily. You know, sometimes the clips are usually the big thing, but just the nuanced and subtle performance that she gives and as you watch and learn more about the character, more about her psyche, and just, it, it, it's just a great performance, I think. And Amy Adams is one that also just loves to be nominated and not win. She has a total of six nominations. Yeah, that's one, wild. Two, three, four, five of them are for supporting one is for lead for american hustle she has never won uh i think it's insane to me that of all those movies arrivals not on that list yeah yeah it's crazy and the nominees that year were emma stone who went on to win with la la land uh isabel mm-hmm. huppert who made l um ruth nega for loving natalie portman for jackie and meryl street for florence foster jenkins so here's the issue. I haven't seen most of those. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my bias immediately would be like, I think Meryl Streep's won enough. I so think Meryl Streep's got Meryl Streep. We yeah. can, she could sit aside for a minute. But here's the thing. She's so good. Like every time. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I, I can't speak to, to that. I guess then it's just more of a personal bias towards Amy Adams. Yeah. But yeah, it's an incredible performance in an yeah. incredible movie. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And I'm going to go one for one with you on a best actress nomination that I find just appalling. To this day, I ranted about it when it happened. I'm ranting about (laughs) it right now. 
and I that think I is, know which one this is. And that is Tony Collette not getting nominated for Hereditary. Are you Are you saying lead or supporting? Lead. Lead. Okay. 100% lead. Are you fucking kidding me that she doesn't get nominated for that performance? That's one of the best acting performances I have ever watched. It's crazy good. The clip's right there, too. I am your mother. I know. It's the perfect Oscar clip. And and also, here were the nominees that year. Olivia Coleman for The Favorite, who went on to surprise win. Um, Yalitza, uh, I'm going to pronounce her name wrong. Uh, uh, Yalitza Aparicio for Roma. Glenn Close for The Wife. Lady Gaga for A Star Is Born. And Melissa McCarthy for Can You Ever Forgive Me? Olivia Coleman, Yalitza, Lady Gaga. I never saw The Wife, but her Glenn Close was great in it. All great. And here's the thing. I'm not taking anything away from Melissa McCarthy's performance. That movie, by the way, very underrated. It's a very good movie. Mm-hmm. Richard D. Grant's great in it. I highly recommend everyone watch Can You Ever Forgive Me? Did he end up winning that year? Uh, I know he was nominated. Let me see. I feel like he won. Uh, no. I don't know. Herschel Ali won for Green Book. Herschel Ali? I mean, he's he's the man. Um, but uh, But yeah, so... But Melissa McCarthy is the one I would replace with Tony Collette. And again, it's nothing against Melissa McCarthy. I just think that Tony Collette, that was a clear one of those things of the Academy not wanting to nominate a horror film for Best Actress. Like, that's mm-hmm. the only explanation that can be described. Like, it's <laughs> anyone who watches that movie is like, holy shit, this performance. Like, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah mind blown by that decision i'm still upset about it to this day and i probably will be till the end of time yeah my next one i really don't have much to say on Mm -hmm. because i think a lot of it speaks for itself and that is the shining being nominated for zero oscars yeah that's wild. I don't necessarily have thing. a category. I don't have a category to say it got snubbed in, but I mean, just pick a category. Yeah, and I'll say it got snubbed in it. Yeah, and you, you want to hear something wild about that too? Mm-hmm. Guess what? It was nominated for a lot of several Razzies. Yeah, it's wild yeah. the turnaround on that movie. Like, it's it's insane. Yeah, it it's uh, wild. Uh, yeah, like I said, I don't have much to... It did not get a production something. design nomination? Any of them. You Holy don't get Nicholson, shit. you don't get Shelley Duvall, you don't even get Kubrick for direct, like it's... No, I... I have nothing to say. Other Cinemat- than yeah, how. that's crazy. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. That <laughs> is crazy. Mm-hmm. That blows my mind. And I didn't know that until you pointed it out to me as well. Yeah, that's wild. That's correct. That history. Yeah, what do you got? I'm gonna throw it up on you because the the list that I sent you before we started shooting, I'm gonna save one of these for if we do a part two, and I would like to because this was fun. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm gonna throw a different one up on you just because I got reminded while I was looking up stuff from one of your choices. Huge snub, and this is gonna be very in character for me. <laughs> Uh, Ben Affleck was not nominated for Best Director on Argo. 
when he won the DGA award, he won the Golden Globe, which is kind of worthless, but pretty much every award show leading up to the Oscars, he won. He won Best Director. Argo went on to win Best Picture. Yeah. Was not even nominated for a director. And let me pull up the directing nominees that year. That is wild to me. Ang Lee for Life of Pi, who went on to win. Uh, Michael Haneke for Amore. Um, Benth Zietlin for A Beast of the Southern Wild. Sorry if I said that wrong. Steven Spielberg for Lincoln. And David O. Russell for Silver Linings Playbook. I think there's several you could take out and put in Ben Affleck for Argo. Um, listen. There are several theories as to how this happened. A common one just being like, oh, everyone probably thought like, oh, well, Ben Affleck's going to get it. So let me nominate for this movie that I like. And then so many people did that, that it happened, you know, but there, there's also yeah. just a, a ton of theories. as to like maybe a lot of the international branch of the Academy at that time, even though know, it's not as big as it was now, we're just like really did not care about Argo. Like that could have been one of them, but it was just one of those oversights that like everyone was shocked. Like everyone was mm -hmm. just like, Oh, cause like he was a front runner to win, to win the award. And he was not nominated, which is absolutely wild. It's crazy to me. No, I, I remember everything, like the whole conversations about that. And it just being, everyone just being like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and the thing that's crazy is like, this was his, the turning point of his career where he really turned it back around for himself. And yeah. um, he was really kind of banking on that director nomination to kind of really put him back in. But of course, he got nominated as a producer and won for yeah. Best Picture, which, of course, just the movie itself turned his career around. But yeah, it, it was just a wild, wild thing that like everyone was shocked unanimously of like, oh, my God, like, how did that movie like, not get nominated? How did that director not get yeah. nominated? But but yeah. The, the the one that I kept off, I'll start on a part two. Wait, dude, this could be such a long fucking series. It could. It could be oh, big. There's so many crazy ones, but uh, but yeah. Uh, my next one, I have uh, another best actor, and that is Jake Gyllenhaal for Nightcrawler. Ooh, what, yes. What a wild movie nightcrawler is to begin with hold on i'm trying to see if it was nominated for other things i forgot to look that up nightcrawler was nominated for best original screenplay and that was it uh yep. listen i think it's a great movie um i'm sure it was a tight year um but i think that jake joan hall gives a powerhouse performance in mm -hmm. that movie it is intense it is terrifying it is almost tragic in nature and i think it was just overlooked now i say that i did not look up who else was nominated that year and it's probably an insanely tight race november 2014 i think was pretty good year oh as well. 2014 was great um so go ahead and hit me with that uh it's tight eddie redman for the theory of everything mm -hmm. steve carell for fox catcher Bradley Cooper for American Sniper, Benedict Cumberbatch for The Imitation Game, and Michael Keaton for Birdman. I would take out Benedict Cumberbatch or Bradley Cooper. You would take out Benedict Cumberbatch from that movie? Are you out of Wait. your mind? Hold on. Hold, 
Hold on. Am I thinking? I might be thinking of a wrong movie. Hold on. Imitation Game is when he plays Alan Turing, the guy that broke the Nazi enigma. Oh, no, 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 no. Not that. <laughs> not that one. Not that one. We were about to have such a fight. I'm telling you, I love that movie so much. Which one was I thinking of? Oh, <laughs> I was thinking of... Um, I was thinking of The Current War. <laughs> Different. Very different. No, he's uh, safe. I would take out. I would take out Bradley Cooper's. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But yeah, yeah it's, it's like, a great J- J- Jill, Hall was great. Was great in that movie. Yeah, I mean Michael Keaton. Wow, that that was a snub win, if you ask me. <laughs> Listen, it, it, but that race was just between those two, like the whole award season. And that's the one where you have the clip of Michael Keaton putting his speech away, right? Oh, yes. <laughs> heartbreaking so heartbreaking um but yes jake gyllenhaal big fan of nightcrawler yeah um that makes so much sense and uh that's gonna lead me into my next one and uh that is for the movie prisoners one of my favorite Denis Villeneuve movies one of my favorite what films. a transition yes these lined up very well these did Prisoners was only nominated for Best Cinematography. It was not my snubs are Best Picture and Best Director for Denis Villeneuve. Because what the fuck? Like, what an amazing movie that is. And yes, 2013, dude, 2013, 2014 were fucking back-to-back great years for movies. Um, Because like this Best Director lineup is crazy. Um, it's Gravity, Alfonso Cuaron, who went on to win, American Hustle for David O. Russell, Nebraska for Alexander Payne, 12 Years a Slave for Steve McQueen, and The Wolf of Wall Street for Martin Scorsese. That is tight. I would probably take of. out I probably take out David O. Russell for American Hustle. I think that's one of his weaker films. Mm-hmm. And I would put in Denis Villeneuve for Prisoners and for Best Picture. Let me see. Uh, 12 Years a Slave, American Hustle, Captain Phillips, Dallas, Buyers Club, Gravity, Her, Nebraska, Philoma, Wolf of Wall Street. I would probably take out Captain Phillips. I like that movie, by the way. Mm-hmm. A very good movie. But better than Prisoners? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> um, and honestly, maybe even screenplay. Like, there's so many awards. And while we're at it, while we're at it, fucking where's Hugh Jackman in Best Actor? Because he's fucking phenomenal in that movie. Although these nominees yeah. are tough, maybe never mind. <laughs> these <laughs> nominees are crazy. Um, no, it was a tight year. Yeah, but uh, but it's such a great film, and I felt it was criminally. At least it got cinematography. Thank fuck. But like, it should have gotten mm-hmm. so much more, in my opinion. No, it's a very good movie. Paul Dano's even great in it too. I mean, Paul Dano's usually always yes. great. He was fantastic <laughs> in it. Yeah. All right, hit um, us with your last one. My last one, I have the Lego movie not being nominated for animated feature film. Bro, I forgot about that. But I remember like when that happened and all the fucking backlash that came from it. Yep. I mean, I think just from a technical standpoint, that movie was very interesting and on most levels should not have worked 
and a lot of people said the same thing about the first Spider-Verse movie, and it's mm-hmm. the same team. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's the same team. Um, the humor all worked, the world building, the way they were able to animate the Legos in a way, it, just the, the technical filmmaking behind it, to me, was, was insane. And I think that that movie probably just got written off as corporate Lego movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, type thing, which I think that the message movie is really good, yeah, and everything like that. So I, I I was shocked to learn that that was not nominated for best animated feature that year. Yeah, it's wild. And the other nominees were Big Hero Six, The Box Trolls, How to Train Your Dragon Two, Song of the Sea, and The Tale of Princess Kaguya. Sorry if I said that wrong. Um, Box Trolls getting in over Lego Movie is wild. Lego Movie probably should have won this award, although Big Hero 6 beat How to Train Your Dragon 2, which is wild. How to Train Your Dragon 2 is a fantastic movie. Uh, <laughs> even if Lego Movie didn't win, it should have been nominated. I Honestly, I give it to, even including Lego Movie, I give it to How to Train Your Dragon 2, personally. Yeah. Uh, but And I'm not familiar with the other two. I know Box Trolls was stop motion claymation, I think. Um. So I don't know if that gave it some sort of edge or not. I don't know. Yeah, um, maybe. But the Lego movies looked like stop motion. Like that was part of the animation design. You know, it. And I'm not familiar with the other two. I'll, so I can't I can't speak to those. But I would, I would at the very least, give it in over Fox Trolls. Oh, yeah. Uh, 100%. Um, yeah, it's absolutely wild that that film got snubbed <laughs> like that. Yeah. So um, my last one here, and then we'll wrap this one up. But I would, I would love to do a part two of this. By the way, this has been part a lot of fun. Part two would be very fun. Um, if you want part two, please let us know in the comments. Um, and let us know what your snubs were as well for nominations. Mm-hmm. Much like the Samuel L. Jackson for Hateful Eight, this is one that changed the Oscars forever. And um, it's personal to me. Also, it made twelve-year-old Dalton very pissed. <laughs> um. And that is The Dark Knight not being nominated for Best Picture. And you could make the argument for Nolan directing as well, but we'll we'll, we'll stick to we'll stick uh-huh. to Best Picture. Um this was wild because it's such a great film. Like and most people even in the award circuit at the time are like this is easily easily one of the best films of the year, if not the best film of the year. I would argue and hey, non-biased, and we're going to revisit these films soon, so keep a lookout for this on the channel. Mm-hmm. I think it is the best movie of 2008, personally. But, these were the nominees for Best Picture that year. Slumdog Millionaire, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, Frost Nixon, Milk, and The Reader. Oh, so I was back when it was five, so. And the reason it is no longer five is because, because of, of The Dark, Dark Knight. Night. Yes. I didn't um, realize that was when they made the switch. Yes. And like, and that's, well, actually they did five one more time in 2000, the next year for the 2009 Oscars. Um, mm-hmm. And then I think it was the one after that where they expanded it. Let me make sure I want to get this right. Yes. Yeah, so uh, the next year after is when they expanded the, uh, the best picture category. Yes. But basically, the conversation had started, it began when The Dark Knight was not nominated for Best Picture. It was like, whoa, whoa, why? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, obviously, there is, 
there was a much bigger bias at the time anyway towards big blockbusters of comic book movies, which still exists, but like, you know, it's not as bad now, but it's partially because there's 10 nominees now. And um, the Dark Knight not being nominated, them being like, oh, well, it was number six. It, like, it would have got in. It would have got in. And it's like, it should have fucking won, but beside the point. Um, Dark Knight not being nominated for Best Picture was a huge talking point in, like, why aren't we including more films in mm-hmm. in this race? And, and because, you know, while, yes, there's a lot of overlap with Best Director, Best Editing, Best Screenplay, Best Actor, Actor Sporting, Sporting, it takes a lot more than that to make a film. Mad Max Fury Road, for example, didn't have any acting nominations, but it had all mm-hmm. the technical categories because technically that movie is fucking flawless. So yes, it gets a Best Picture nomination. <laughs> and, you know, I think that that argument can be made and I think Dark Knight helped prove that point, although it still upsets me that people look at Dark Knight in the Academy and go, oh, it had enough to be nominated for Best Picture. Fucking, it had so much going for it. It's one of the tightest screenplays I've ever fucking read. But regardless. Well, I think that it also speaks to just uh, Nolan's continual snub, which we could probably say for a part two. We could probably just do a whole video on awards Nolan has been stubbed for. Yeah, for real. But, no, Dark Knight's a great movie. Yeah. And, you know, it was pointed at, if you look at a lot of articles and look at stuff at the time, it's pointed at as one of the reasons as to why the, the Best Picture category was eventually um, expanded on. Up to 10. So I thought, I thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Man, I love this. I want to do part two of this. I might have to this readjust that one. schedule I sent you uh, so we can fit a part <laughs> two in here. But, uh, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, feel free. Um, but yeah, um, what are your guys' biggest Oscar snubs in terms of nominations? Would you like us to see do a part two? Would you like us to see do snubs on winners to see maybe there was someone who was nominated that should have won over another person? We'd love to do it. Um, thank you guys so much for watching, and we'll see you on the next episode.